Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we are going to talk about uh, why we should care about the great conversation. But before we do that, let's talk about our creative week. Joy, what did you do? As we are recording this, it is a little bit earlier. It is actually still 2023, back in the day, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We know that you guys are listening to this in the new year. Um, So we are still working through um, thinking about the new year and all of that. So my creative week is really focusing in on thinking through the new year, as well as reflecting back on the old one. Um, I always do a word of the year. I set um, some goals for the year. And I also like to look back and reflect on what I accomplished in the previous year and see the things that I didn't get to decide if those are things that I want to bring into the new year and make happen in the new year, or if I want to kind of set them aside for now or for good or whatever, whatever needs to happen. Um, So that's kind of the situation that I'm in right now. No, I love that. I love that so much. And I think that, I, I think the one thing that I really love about it is that, you know, I feel like a lot of the times we are on the offensive, like we're just kind of like batting at things that are coming at us. <laughs> and it feels like a very hectic hustle, kind of, um, you know, something where we are just trying to survive and what you've chosen to do. And this is something that we do every year is just to kind of take a moment, like an intentional moment and to stand still, like not only in our minds, but also in our bodies and in our souls and, um, and just really reflect and seek and love on, uh, the year that has passed and, and on ourselves and offer grace and, you know, to see what we want to be and and what we want to do in, in the future. And I, what I love about that too, is that, um, you know, if you don't know where you've been, you don't really know where you can go. Yeah. So, you know, for another analogy, <laughs> like you don't want to build on top of something that's not stable, right? So, um, you know, all through your life, you've been building foundations and, uh, and different floors in your life house. <laughs> this is going awry. <laughs> like it your life house that's great (laughs) and so uh and so now it's just another year it's another floor it's another um something that you're building on top of that's going to be much more stable than where if you were just trying to swap (laughs) try to slap up the the walls yeah that's not a good idea do it right (laughs) you want those you want those corners plumbed (laughs) that's right That is so funny. (laughs) I was going to tell you, um, there was something that I was thinking about, which kind of falls in line with your creative week and and also my creative week. So Mm -hmm. we'll just do it all together. Um, But I had this idea because I get to the end of the year and I'm, I like blank slate as far as like 
things that we've done that I'm I'm thankful for, like mm. things that we've done that um, I celebrated in a moment, but then completely forgot about a week later, you know, things like that. And I have, guess I've been feeling very mortal now that I'm like halfway through my life or whatnot. <laughs> and, and I just wanted to find a, a non-hectic, like non-hassle way of recording those things that have made my heart happy, that we have celebrated, you know, as a family and also individually. And, um, and so this is what I've come up with. <laughs> um, so everything's got to be multifunctional for me. Like for me to like love it, um, I have to, it has to be pretty and functional. Those are the two things. There you go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so I'm going to find a pretty, like, I don't know if it's going to be glass or pottery or something like that, but like a big base or bucket or something that's pretty. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put it in a place in my house where um, it can be a decoration, but then it can also be a container for the little notepad and pen that's going to always be beside it, maybe even hidden in some sort of floral arrangement around it, like some eucalyptus or some evergreen or something like that, just kind of wrapped around it. And uh, so it's little squares of paper that will be on a notebook so they don't go flying off everywhere. But every time something cool happens in 2024, I want to be able to write a little note about what it is and who it involves and the date on there and what we're, you know, like, so we can celebrate those things all over again Aww. in the end of the year, whenever we don't remember all of the wonderful things that have happened to us. So I love that so much. That's going to be so special. I may have to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody can steal it. I want to, you know, like, <laughs> do it, let us know. You can email us at gmail.com. Oh, also, a few seasons ago, Joy made a beautiful goal template, and she has named all of the different types of goals and these wonderful, like, fairy, mystical creature <laughs> Cochies so, and coochies yeah. and all these kinds of things. Yes. Dragons. Yes, yes. <laughs> it has instructions on, like, how to make your goals. So if you want to make goals like Joy, then just email us at QWERTYWritingLife at gmail.com. Or you can subscribe to our newsletter and you will get that immediately. So go to QWERTYWritingLife.com and just subscribe there. There's a little place where you can subscribe to our newsletter and you will get those. Do that instead. (laughs) Do that. And then you'll get like every month, you'll get a little nugget from us in your inbox just once a month. So it's not like we're going to spam you or anything. No, no. And it does come like um, little notes so joy and i alternate um each month and so joy will send a little note and i'll send a little note we did something really cool in the last newsletter that i thoroughly enjoyed but it was kind of piggybacking on our episode about prompts and so mm-hmm. we found a visual prompt and prompt <laughs> <laughs> i said the word wrong and then we both wrote about um about the prompt and shared it with you guys in the newsletter. So if you, uh, when you get your next one, if you just want to hit reply and uh, if you want to get the results of those prompts and like see what the prompt is and maybe write your own or that sort of thing, then you can just reply to the newsletter, the next newsletter that comes in and we'll send it to you. Absolutely. So, um, but that'll be fun and an easy way for you to send us pictures of your, um, 
gratitude jar. Yes. I do feel like I have to make things special. So I know that I said like pretty and functional and that sort of thing, but I think that this is going to have to go a little overboard. And so <clears throat> I'm going to have to like, you know, night the jar. And <laughs> this is such a great visual right now. I love it. <laughs> like, sir, gratitude box. <laughs> That's perfect. This is how you will serve this kingdom. <laughs> you, you have a great role in our kingdom. <laughs> Oh, no, if you if you happen to use this idea, please send us your pictures of your star gratitude box. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh. Um, I hope it. I hope it works. I have a um, I have a tendency to um, to just kind of not finish a notebook or not finish a planner or something like that, and I don't want this to be part of that not finishing habit that I have um, created and also have found is how so I'm neurologically made up, which is fun <laughs> to find out about yourself. And um, <laughs> so I feel as if like making it extra special, like, you know, knighting it in my mind <laughs> will hopefully help the, uh, to make it to the end of the year. Yeah. Um, well, and having it like, yeah, having it in a place where you're going to see it all the time, having the notebook and the pen already there, maybe having mm -hmm. like extra notebooks and extra pens very close by in case you run mm -hmm. out or the pen runs out of ink, you can just very quickly replace it and not have to worry about a trip to the store or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, like just making it simple and set up and there. Mm -hmm. That right. is brilliant. Yeah. I have two ideas. I think either I'm going to put it in the middle of my dining room table because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a long rectangle. And so it could be like a pretty decoration thing for the middle of the dining room paid table. Mm -hmm. Or we have a table that is behind our sofa and it's like, um, like you walk in the door and there's this, you know, long rectangle table behind our sofa by the mm -hmm. stairs. And uh, so I think that maybe one of those two places will be good because I'll see it every day because right. I have to walk in, in and out of the door every day. <laughs> and then, uh, or we have meals together. Generally, we have dinner together at the table. Um, yeah. So that would be like staring at it. And it would almost be kind of cool like to make it a dinner thing too, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like we're having our conversation, what happened today, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe mm -hmm. even jotting a couple of those things down and pop them in the jar. Yeah. That would be cool. A bigger win though. It yeah. can't be a jar because we're going to have lots of things we're grateful for throughout the year, that right? That is true. That is so <laughs> true. Yeah. So, and all of that just rolls into my creative week. I'm, I'm doing reflecting and, and I'm seeking and trying to find out like what is, is May's next right thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> That's <Yay>. my week. <laughs> so. oh, I love it. And it's just so beautiful to take that um, intentional step to be still, to reflect, to think through things, to look forward with hope and with um, clarity and all of that. So, yeah. yeah. And I do think that this is one way that we can, you know, if you are, if you're feeling like you're in a bit of a survival mood, if you feel like you're in a rut, if you feel like you're in a place that's dark, mm -hmm. like this is one way taking this time to reflect and to be still and to seek mm -hmm. um, the next right thing. It's, it's a way to, to 
to combat all of that as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's all good. And, you know, I feel like it, it leads really well into our topic today Mm -hmm. um, because this whole why, why should we care about the great conversation? um, It's something that we have to think through. We have to be intentional and thinking through, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And even though the great conversation is made up of different um, aspects, like Mm -hmm. the whole practice of reflection and seeking and knowing yourself and like Mm -hmm. who you are, like even pondering who you are and why you're here and like what is humanity and all of those things, like we're, we're still questioning all of those things on a philosophical level, I think, in the great conversation, even though they're... Uh, thought about it from two different perspectives Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah last episode we started this top whole topic Mm -hmm. of the great conversation and we chatted about what it is (laughs) (laughs) so if you're if you're a little confused about like what the great conversation is and and while we're talking about this at all then go ahead and push pause on this episode just hop back one episode and listen to that one. I don't think it's terribly long. I think it's a good, uh, we tried to keep it as concise as possible. Um, And then just hop back over to this episode and we can continue the conversation after you have listened to what is the great conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And so now we're going to talk about like, why care about the great conversation? Yeah. Which is a good question for the skeptics amongst us, right? (laughs) (laughs) So what we've come up with is we've come up with three primary whys for you guys. And then we're going a little further in regards specifically to literature. Um, And so we're going to give you guys seven benefits to literature that we've come up with. So there we go. And I would love to hear because um, our primary medium, like creative medium, is writing. Mm-hmm. Joy and I can speak intelligently to literature. If your creative medium is something different, or if you have multiple creative mediums, we would love to hear um, how those mediums, like why you should be a part of the Create Conversation for those mediums, or if our seven reasons apply to your medium as well. Like yeah. that would be really cool to know. So definitely. Yeah. So the first why that we came up with is the fact that we're all a part of this conversation, whether we realize it or not. (laughs) (laughs) From the time we were born, uh, we have been talked to or talked at or talked with. (laughs) (laughs) Conversation and story and experience have surrounded us from day one. As a result of such an immersion, we've been influenced by that whether we've always realized it or not. Yeah. And this is how our worldviews develop and evolve as we grow as humans Mm -hmm. and in our experiences. We take in the worldviews of our parents, and then we turn them over and consider them from new angles, and we experience things that either confirm or alter those views, and we have discussions that ask new questions, and we grow as humans. Yes. And so we're really... What really it comes down to is that we're all part of it, so we should care what part we play. Yes. Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) So the second why we came up with is conversation, by definition, is a back and forth. Creatives are part, and so are readers or consumers of art. 
This is more of a mindset or an understanding of how we engage with the great conversation, creatively speaking. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we've discussed before. Mm-hmm. Authors, for example, begin a conversation through their stories or books. And once we publish them, their side of the, the, the chat in many ways is done. Like yeah. we, we have said what we've said. Yeah. <laughs> And given it to other people to either reject or to um, uh, or to accept mm-hmm. and move on with their thoughts and, and conversations with other consumers or artists. Yeah. Or they become the artists, which I think is beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the conversation is really just beginning um, whenever we make the things mm-hmm. and, uh, and we put it out into the world. So somewhere a reader picks up Joy's story (laughs) and adds their reactions and further thoughts to those words. And then they share that with their spouse, spouse, with their friends or Mm -hmm. some stranger sometimes even like on a bus or something. Yeah. (laughs) Or 50. I think one of the most fun things is like if you're on a vacation or like sitting on a beach or something like that and you're reading a book and somebody comes up to you like, I've read that Yes. Super fun. Um, So you're sharing it with with your spouses, with your friends, with your with strangers. You know, um, on an online discussion forum, like wherever you can share it because it's touched you in some way, either negatively or positively. Right. (laughs) And so that conversation continues. So you've got like the artist, and then you've got the consumer, and then that consumer talks to other people about their you know the artist's work. Um, and they feel strongly about it. And so they're either just sharing the story and getting other people's opinions to kind of cultivate uh, a community um, perspective. Uh, and then there are times where even those consumers or one or more of those consumers become an artist themselves mm-hmm. and create more art. And you got kind of like this zigzag ladder thing going yeah. to where. We just learn from each other over and over again as a society and as, you know, as a group of people. So that's how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Literature truly is an unending conversation. We continue to converse with authors who passed away a long time ago. Um, The discussions sparked by an author's book often never return to that author. The many chats that I've had with May or my husband or other nerdy friends about J.R.R. Tolkien's works will never circle back to him, obviously. And yet, that conversation continues because I share my thoughts on his words with my kids. And as they read his works and consider my reactions, they'll reply with their own and so forth. So talk about magical. (laughs) And don't even, like, I'm just, you know, throwing this out there. What is one of the inspirations of the fairy story that is percolating in your mind right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. All of J.R.R. Tolkien's works. I mean, <laughs> definitely. And you can see that so much in many authors. And, you know, we use him as an example a lot when it comes to fantasy, but you can definitely tell the authors who have been inspired by his writings, mm-hmm. which is most decent fantasy writers, I would say. Right. And a side note from that, I actually heard another author who is a a very prominent author in the commercial fiction world say um, that um, when you know, she had had a question where like, when is it fan fiction and when do we publish, you know, like what, what, what's the difference there? And, and she actually said, when you have something to add to the conversation, Mm. then you're ready to 
you know, to consider publication and that sort of thing. So, um, so there, you know, there have been some conversations where there have been people who have taken popular stories and just kind of, you know, um, carbon copied them. Mm-hmm. Does, does anybody know what a carbon copy is anymore? Maybe I should say oh. something else. You know, like maybe they have duplicated or like just copied and pasted. Copied and pasted. <laughs> there we go. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. Yep. Can you believe that when I got into the professional world, I literally had carbon paper where we had like three the three sheets, the pink, the yellow, and the white, oh, yeah. all triplicate. You would write one. One copy would go to you know into the file. One would one copy would go to the you know the consumer. It was so okay. Anyway. <laughs> Side note. Anyway, <laughs> you're dating us. You're no, dating I'm us, May. Myself. I'm dating myself. <laughs> Joy is immortal. So she's. <laughs> I'm really an elf. <laughs> no. But, you know, there are some people who have maybe even made money off of, you know, just taking a popular story and just duplicating it in different ways. Um, but to this particular author, and I won't name because it might be a controversial perspective, but to this particular author, um, this author felt that when you have something to add to the conversation, whenever you take you know, the story um, that you have been inspired by and take it to another place, another perspective, another level, then you're adding to the conversation and then you're, you're ready to share with the world. Now let's talk about the third why. And this actually began as a question in Joy and Mai's mind. So does the conversation matter if we do not apply it to our lives? Mm-hmm. Or is it just anthropological or academic? So we decided that the answer to that is in the answer to another question. You see where we go, right? (laughs) Why do we have conversations at all? Mm -hmm. And we came up with four answers to share with you guys. And the first is that we discussed how we are community-centered beings. And we kind of talked a little bit about that um, when I was talking about the latter thing that the the crisscross ladder thing um but we are made to be in community with fellow humans and i think we all witnessed the truth of that firsthand during the lockdowns in 2020 when everybody was like where are people (laughs) right and why am i unhappy (laughs) (laughs) so true yes So a second answer to our questions about why we have conversations is it's a way to get to know each other better and to enrich our lives by incorporating others in it. And this reminds me of our critique partnership. Okay. I just, I feel like this kind of goes hand in hand a little bit, just a tiny bit. One of the great benefits to the CP relationship that we expound on in our book, Finders Keepers, A Practical Approach to Find and Keep Your Writing Critique Partner, is how much more powerful we are together. Because May is better than me at certain things, and she reads and learns new concepts that I won't stumble upon when she shares her knowledge with me, and then when I do the same with her, it's reciprocal, we are making each other far better than we would ever be left to our own singular limited devices. And it's the same with conversation. We bring experiences that only we can have to others. And when we share those, they benefit and their mindset has been broadened in ways that it may not have been without our additions to the conversation. And when we seek to know others and their art better, we see new perspectives and intrinsically know ourselves a little bit more, which Mm -hmm. is kind of a beautiful thing. 
about yeah. our community and our conversations that we have with each other. Mm. And that ties in closely with the third answer that we mentioned, which is the concept of the mirror effect. Mm. So seeing our current situations played out in others and observing their reactions to them increases our experiences and understanding, even though it's at hand, right? We all may may react different uh, to news or changes in the environment, all in different ways. And when we witness how others do, um, it shows us alternatives to our own reactions Mm. and makes us question and wonder and ponder and consider. And all of which we think are, you know, positive exercises. Yes, (laughs) definitely. Definitely positive. Yeah. And finally, we had to take the answer to why we have conversations back to the origin of words and stories. Mm-hmm. We were created to love, crave, use, and learn from words. Mm-hmm. God used words to reveal himself to humans. He spoke and the world was. He chose to have his words written to us and preserved over thousands of years in the form of the greatest book of all times, the Bible. Um, words are foundational, creational inspirational, and relational. Mm -hmm. So once we reached that answer, we decided to jot down a few benefits of literature. And we very quickly came up with seven. And of course, there are many more, and we want to hear what other benefits that you have found when it comes to literature and uh, and the conversation as well. So be sure to email us or DM us on Instagram or Facebook and let us know at Birdie Writing Life. (laughs) Same handle on both. So the first benefit to literature is it helps us understand our culture. Mm -hmm. Yes. Second, literature expands our worldview and diversifies our empathy for people who we haven't had interactions with and emotions we haven't had interactions with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So important. Oh, it's Mm -hmm. so important. Um, Third, literature helps us influence our own works by analyzing and critiquing others' works and styles and so on and Mm -hmm. so forth. So when we identify what we like or what we don't like and why, Mm -hmm. we can use that to bolster our own art. Yes. Fourth, studying literature and continuing a conversation with us allows for reinterpretation and adaptation. We identify past stories that didn't get it right Or we want to shine a different perspective on it. We see this in retellings, like we were talking about earlier, or literature that degraded certain people, and we want to write their tilting ships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are some of my favorite stories to read when you think that you know, but you don't. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Is that a trope? You think you know, but you don't. (laughs) There you go. I want more stories like that in 2024. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) Well, and similarly, fifth, we see the benefits of blending genres. Mm. The more that we're exposed to, the more that we can use it to affect our own art. Yeah. Sixth, literature helps us with an exploration of identity and belonging, allowing us to know more about ourselves and to find our people through the literary conversation. Mm-hmm. And seventh, literature gives us a cultural fusion. Mm-hmm. So our world has become much smaller because of technology. And now that we're so much closer to other cultures 
and countries and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, we have access to a wider library of literature that helps us better understand each other. Oh, and yes. that's important. Yes, so important. And like we said at the beginning of this episode, we've only scratched the surface of why we should care about the great conversation. But we hope our three primary whys and seven benefits to literature gets you started on your own discussions about the topic. And that leads us to our QWERTY challenge. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So we challenge you to consider the reasons we gave for caring about the great conversation and add your own to that. In addition, we'd love for you to go deeper with the benefits of literature. Um, or like May mentioned earlier, you can do this with your own creative medium. But what are some benefits that you come up with or what would you add to ours? Share your brainstorming with us. Email us at qwertywritinglife at gmail.com or DM us on Facebook or Instagram at QWERTY Writing Life. We'd love to hear from you. We hope you guys have a great week. Yes, and go make something. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.